Hey, what up fam? It's your boy Norm, and I would like to welcome you to episode 73 of The Evangelical Norm. Today, I would like to talk about the fact that two days from now, we have midterm elections coming up. And we, uh, you know, we all have to go out. I hope all of you who are listening, watching, paying any attention are going to go out and vote. Um, I can't imagine that I have many people who are watching me regularly that are not involved politically, civic-minded, um, understand the importance of voting. I mailed in my ballot the other day, and, um, you know, I mean, I'm in Utah, which is usually going to go Republican no matter what, um, we have a couple of races that are pretty close, um, considering um, the demographic and so on. But um, so to back up and, and put a little context and why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today is I've been hearing a lot about seeing comments and um, posts on Twitter and so on, hashtag Blexit. Which is, uh, I don't know who, I, I know that Candace Owens is a huge voice for this movement. Um, heard a guy tonight on Cross Politics named Andrew Norman, I believe, who is um, a part of it. I don't know if he's the founder, who exactly is the founder of this movement. But it is a movement to convince black people that... Uh, they are not locked in to vote Democrat. Uh, you know, for decades, uh, the Democratic Party has been supposedly the party of the black people, even though Democrats were the party of the KKK, um, the party of slavery. Um, but with the New Deal and other things that came along, uh, the Democratic Party pretty much gathered up the the black vote and has had that locked in for quite a few years. So now there's this movement to try to convince black people that this is not the uh, you know the surefire way to improvement in their community and the fact that for 40 years, at least or more, much more actually probably 80 years, excuse me, 80 years plus, um, the Democrats have been saying that we're going to improve things for you, and they haven't. It has not been an outright improvement um, in that community. So they're trying to com convince them that, uh, you know, they need to uh, step out and not just vote straight party line. And, uh, so as I was thinking about that and I'm like, you know, that's great. I don't think anyone should be voting straight party line. Even when I was a registered Republican, I never voted straight party line. Uh, that's, that's the, that's the cheap way out. It's a cop out. I think it's, it's, it, it's the non-thinking man's way of voting, uh, to just vote straight party without looking into each one because there are things that, I mean, even in my own vote, uh, I did not vote for Romney. 
I don't think he's right for Utah. I don't think he has Utah values. Um, the only thing, the only Utah value he has is that he's Mormon and there are more and more people in Utah who are not Mormon. So, um, I didn't vote for him, but I was not either, either going to vote for Jenny Wilson, who is a Democrat because I cannot vote for a party that is going to continue to push for a woman's right to murder her child. And that's bottom line. So, there is, unless you you can find me a Democrat that can absolutely convince me that they are truly pro-life, that they are truly an abolitionist, uh, and, and as far as abortion, then I would never vote for a Democrat. I shouldn't say never, but I, it's hard press. You got to have some way crazy, um, proof or reasons for me to vote Democrat as long as they are the as abortion right to abortion is in their their platform so can't really vote Democrat not going to see me vote Democrat and I'm not going to always vote Republican um, and Mitt Romney was a prime example that I just refused to vote for for Romney uh, you know I held my nose six years ago and voted for him in the presidential election um, which, you know, I'm, I, I didn't vote for Trump in the last election either. So that says something there. Um, at the time I thought Romney was a little better than Trump was. So all this being said, I, th- I think we honestly need to have a Crexit, a Christian exit from the Republican party, because the same thing that the Democrats have been saying to the the black community for years the fact that they are going to make things better for them the republicans have been telling us that and have been their actions have been proving otherwise over and over and over and over again you know trump did not give us the pro-life uh justices that we were promised uh back when so many evangelicals turned their vote and, and voted for Trump. Um, you know, the, the compromise of the character of many leaders in the Christian community, uh, men like Jerry Falwell Jr., guys like uh, Pat Robert, well, Pat Robertson didn't, had kind of lost his credibility a while ago, but guys like Robert Jeffress, um, oh, who's James Dobson, guys that I really uh, admired and, and looked up to and respected, that's the word I'm looking for, respected at one time, who I've lost respect for because of their uh, blanket support of Trump, their unwillingness to call him out on the things that we understand and we know are sin, and their just willingness to go along with him because he put the magic R behind his name. I mean, let's remember people that for years and years, he was Democrat. Many of his own kids couldn't vote for him because they forgot to change their... their uh, party affiliation and couldn't vote for him in the primaries in their states because they were still registered as Democrats. So, you know, we we're not getting the, the Republican party is not the conservative party that it once was that you truly think would still have our Christian, um, worldview, um, at heart and, and a desire to protect that. the, I do not believe the Republicans have the desire to uh, 
push for marriage anymore. They don't have the desire to push for uh, outlawing abortion anymore. You know, those are not things that are, are high up in the the uh, priorities for the Republican Party anymore. And it's time as Christians that we step out, that we stop fully putting our, our support behind the Republicans just because they're going to be a little bit better than Democrats. Um, it's, it's a false choice that is out there that there are many independent. And I mean, I can't, I'm not a hundred percent on board with a lot of the libertarian, uh, candidates either, but there are some independent people. And I think, you know, my friend Zach Freiberg a while ago, uh, a few years back talked about the fact that we were probably going to be going to a four party system. You know, we're going to see a socialist party, the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, and a true Christian conservative party. And so it's it we're gonna we're gonna end up that way. It's either gonna be that or the Republicans and the Democrats are gonna die, or maybe even merge into one party, um, which they're moving together more and more. Um and then you're going to have a extreme far left par- party and an extreme far right Christian party, um, not alt right. Um, we're not looking at because again, that Christian party and this is going to tie in even some of the issues, the social uh, issues that have been going on in the church. True Christian party is going to to pull in the racial things as well, and they're going to. It's going to be an expunging that alt-right is going to be part of the party of Trump. Um, They're going to be part of the Republican Party, and we need to see the rise of a truly conservative Christian uh, political party. Um, And I think it's going to happen. I really do. As more and more as we see the Republicans break the promises that they made to us, um, you know, we we thought of with the Masterpiece Cake Shop in Colorado, we thought we had this, this grand uh, victory in the Supreme Court. But it, that's going to have to end up going back to the Supreme Court. And I don't think we're going to win the victory the way we wanted to. Um, we're not going to we're going to see more and more the loss of religious freedoms. We're going to see where it's going to come down to the point where the courts are going to say, bake the cake, bigot. And it's going to be because of people that Trump put on the puts on the court. And I hope he proves me wrong. I think I even think in the next year and a half, in the next two years, we may have an opportunity to see Trump put at least one more justice on the court. Excuse me, sorry. And that's going to be the the telling. Uh, action right there is if either I mean let's just let's admit it uh, Breyer and Ginsburg are very old and it's either going to come to the point I I'm sure at this point there's no way Ginsburg is is going to retire on her own Um, but she's old and there is a high possibility that she passes away in the next two years I'm just saying, I'm calling strikes, strikes, and balls, balls. So, you know, she is upwards of 80. 
And it's quite possible. I mean, she's not the a spring chicken anymore. I'm not, I'm now I'm going to have people going, oh, you're wishing death. I'm not wishing death on her. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying there's a, it, there's a higher pri- probability that Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies in the next two years than I do. We'll just put it like that. So whether health issues, whether retirement or, or death, we may have the possibility of at least one more, if not two more, in the next two years. I can't say whether or not Donald Trump is going to win another, uh, another term as president. I, I find that highly unlikely. Unless he finally figures out that he needs to put away Twitter and delete his account, uh, or at least let someone else manage the POTUS account for Twitter, um, or the real Donald Trump account for Twitter, um, I don't think he's going to win another election. But then again, I also said he wasn't going to get the nomination. So as far as political predictions, I'm not the uh, the barometer you want to go by. But what, again, coming back to the point, I think it's it's time for Christians to, you know, put up or shut up. We need to, we absolutely need to vote our values. We need to quit compromising and voting for the lesser of two evils. And we need to start saying to the Republican Party, either you need to step up and put in real conservatives and not give us men who write books bragging about their adultery as candidates or we're going elsewhere and we we need to do that if we can convince the republican party that we're going to pull our support and our finances away from them and and go and form our own conservative christian party then we're going to continue to get rhinos and republicrats as uh candidates in the in in political office and if you don't know what a republic republicrat is i highly suggest you go and check out steve dace and he can give you a better um definition but as far as what i would define a republicrat is as i've heard steve which and i don't know if he came up with the term or not i give him credit for it um because he's the first person i heard to use it so I would say he probably coined the term, uh, but they are—they're literally uh, people who are on the other side, but are wearing our jersey. They're—they're they're working for uh, in direct opposition to us, but they are wearing our jersey. They're actively scoring points for the other team. I mean, they're standing on our own free throw line and just putting in shot after shot after shot. You know, they're—they're they're kicking field goals in our own end zone and and no one is doing anything to stop it you know i mean we've had guys for you know just off the top of my head guys that i can think of mitch mcconnell thad cochran um donald trump uh you know these are people you know boehner and so on these are people who have not had our best interests at, at heart um and so it's time i really really think it's time as christians that we need to stop i mean a lot and and i, I think a lot have but there is a large group of evangelicals because i get lumped into every 
attack tweet against evangelicals because of my my handle evangelical norm i get lumped into those tweets where people are are coming after evangelicals for voting for trump there's a large group of evangelicals who who again and i'm not saying they were absolutely wrong i mean your vote is your vote um how you vote is not a um, primary issue of the gospel. It's not a salvific issue. It's not, and you know, it's nowhere in the Ordo Salutis. Um, you know, so you can vote. You could vote for Trump. You can vote however you vote. Um, is not going to affect where you spend eternity. I mean, that's. But again, I don't see personally. And, and I'm not, I, I, I don't want to make this as a sweeping statement, but I don't see how a Christian, a, you know, a pro-life, uh, truly following after the teachings and the, the values presented in the Bible and the gospel of Christ and the things that Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I don't know how anyone who falls into those categories can vote for men like Trump or Democrats or any of these people who are absolutely um, working contrary to what Christian values are. So, um, I don't know, maybe I need to start my own hashtag and, and, and push this further. And hopefully, I mean, I really do hope it goes beyond the grand total of 60 subscribers and I don't know how many of those subscribers from the audio and the video crossover so we'll just we'll go conservative number of maybe I have 40 subscribers out there um I hope it goes a little bit beyond that but I think it's time for a Crexit hashtag Crexit you know time to vote our let our faith supersede our politics let you know we need to we need to quit uh letting our politics dictate what we and and make us jump through hoops to explain how it might fit in with our faith and just absolutely vote our faith over platform faith over politics you know we have to let our christianity supersede the magic r after a uh, a candidate's name and so it and what that means is it's going to mean a whole lot more of looking into who these people are what their intentions are you know looking at things like liberty scores from conservative review i i've put a lot of value into those um and there's only one person out there with a perfect score right now and that's mike lee and you know and that's probably the only way trump is going to prove to me that he wants to keep the promises that he's made is when Breyer or, or Ginsburg um, retire or end up somehow, however method they end up off of the court, they end up off of the court. The only way I'm going to give any credibility to Donald Trump and the promises that he made about pro-life conservative justices is if he appoints Mike Lee, as a, nominates Mike Lee as the next Supreme Court justice. That is that is my 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 catalyst right now for Donald Trump, and, and nothing else that he can say or do can convince me otherwise. 
building a wall, any of those things, which, I mean, again, he made those promises. We're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. And then from that point on, they've been asking for more and more money to build the wall. Well, what happened with Mexico paying for it, Donnie? For real. You know, this man has broken more promises to the people who got him elected. And we, and I say we, y'all, keep defending him. And keep talking about how he's the best guy. And I mean people I know and love and respect. People who sit in the same pews in the same church building with me. Who I know where their faith is. I know. I've seen, you know, fruit in keeping with repentance in these people. And yet they're willing to bend over backwards to defend this man Trump. Who has broken most of the promises that he made to them when they gave him their vote. And I'm, I'm, t- I'm saying right now, it's time, Christians, that we need to step away. We need to step away from the Republican Party and say, if you're not going to continue to follow the path that we're on, we're going to use the words that, Don- that Ronald Reagan said about the Democrats and that I've said multiple times about the Republicans. I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. And that's, that's real talk right there. So as Candace Owens and, and Andrew Norman are stirring up, and I, I'm glad to see it, the Blexit, hashtag Blexit, it's time for us to see a hash, hashtag Crexit. It's time for Repu- for Christians to pull their support from the ever-corrupting Republican Party. And let's see what we can do with that. There's still far more of us in this nation than there are of any other group. We, we represent, evangelical Christian Americans represent... Uh, a far greater uh, percentage of this country than than any other group. So why not we we how about we try to to let our faith truly dictate where we want our political policies to go, and maybe we can really see some change. It's just my opinion, and uh, so we're gonna leave it at that. So this was far more of a political show than I, I've ever done in the past. Um, but I think it's necessary as we come up onto these these next few days. And then um, we'll see what happens and we'll get back to a uh, extremely, well, we'll see how extremely it gets, but a far more gospel-centric um, podcast for next week and we may need it um, depending on how this this these elections go in two days we may really need to hear and remind ourselves of the gospel so look forward to that next week one way or the other we're gonna seriously get um, some gospel going on next Sunday uh, or next Monday morning with the podcast so as always um, you know thank you for listening thank you for being part of this Share, subscribe, click the notifications, invite people that might, you think might be interested in being part of this. Keep your eyes on the uh, Persecuted Church Awareness Month stuff. We got uh, 25 more days after today, um, episode four uh, coming out. So 
keep an eye on that. And again, thank you for, for being part of this podcast. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.